Well, today we are going to look at something that Jesus taught on the subject of worry uh, that is probably very familiar to many of us, but at the same time, it is also more applicable to your life and to my life right now than it has been ever before. What we're going to discover is that Jesus knew something about worry. Um, I think that intuitively all of us know, but most of us, we forget. Now, one more thing before we jump into this today, and if you were with us last week, then, then you already heard me say this. Um, but all of my life, I have struggled with fear and anxiety and worry. And so please don't hear me saying that I have, um, I have figured all this stuff out. Um, these are things that I still struggle with in my life today. Because while I am a pastor, I'm also a man. I'm a father and I'm a husband with a family. And in addition to that, I'm also an employer with a staff of dozens and dozens and dozens of people uh, that I care very deeply about, each of them with their own families and their own needs and their own concerns and their own worries. And so every fear and worry that this crisis has made you feel, I just want you to know I have felt that same thing as well. But what's also true is that it is the teachings of Jesus that have helped me more than anything else that I have uh, ever encountered in my life as I struggle with these fears. And that's why I want to share these things with you. Because if you're wired up at all like I am, then I know firsthand how badly you want to be set free from being fearful and to be set free from worrying. And so from my experience, I would tell you that that freedom is found in embracing your dependency on Jesus because Jesus offers us as his followers an alternative to worrying that works. And so if you're a follower of Jesus, you're going to want to hear this today because this will help you. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, maybe you walked away from church a long time ago because of something that somebody said or the way that perhaps you or your family or someone you care about deeply was treated. But for whatever reason you're watching today, uh, I am just so glad that you're here. For whatever reason you're here today, I'm so glad you're with us. My name is Joe, and we would love to be able to chat with you and pray with you today if you're streaming with us live online. If you're watching while we're not live, then you can always email me anytime. And throughout the week, we want to connect with you online. We want to be able to serve you and your family. We want to be able to encourage you however we can. And again, if you're not a follower of Jesus, you should know that what Jesus teaches about worry is so extraordinary. I think that even if you're, you are not sure you believe anything else that Jesus taught, I think this one teaching alone might be worth you considering becoming a follower of Jesus. Because just imagine for a moment, right? Imagine an antidote for worry. Imagine a prescription for worry that doesn't cost you anything and it actually works. It's found in Matthew chapter 6, so go ahead, take out your Bibles or click on that Bible tab in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. Jesus says this to us beginning in verse 25. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what it is that you will wear. And notice right up front that Jesus in this scripture, he goes to the very heart of what worry is all about. Because worry is always about later, right? Worry is always about the future, what you will eat, what you will drink, and what you will wear. And see, Jesus chooses these things because these were the primary concerns of the people in the first century. And interestingly enough, because of what so many of us are going through right now, what it is that our community is going through right now, for many of us, these things that normally we don't worry about, 
Once again, they have become a source of worry for many of us. And if you're fortunate enough not to be worried about these things right now, you still got worries, right? I mean, there's tuition worries and marriage worries. There's kid worries and family worries. There's health worries, money worries, job worries, toilet paper worries, right? We still have plenty of things to worry about. And so Jesus says, do not worry because all of your worries are about the future. And then he continues, and I want you to think about what it is that he says next, because he says something that we are tempted to think isn't true. Jesus says, is not your life, right? Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothes? He's saying, isn't it true that your life, if you think about what what you worry about the most, isn't it true that if you think about those things, no matter how important they might be, even if it's your health, even if it's your income, even if it's something extraordinarily important, Jesus is saying, isn't it true that that when you put those things that you worry about right up front and you look at them, isn't it true that your life is bigger than those things? Isn't it true that your life is bigger than than all of that stuff? To which we would say, well, of of course it is. I mean, if you're talking about the significance of life and legacy and purpose, then sure, life is bigger than the things I worry about. And Jesus is saying that when we worry, it's as if we're equating life with food, right? Life with clothing, life with tuition, life with paying bills. Jesus would say, come on, isn't it true that your life is more than just those things? And then Jesus says something that just seems completely irrelevant to us. He he says, okay, look at the birds of the air, right? And we're like, okay, Jesus, why do I even care about the birds of the air? I'm not sure I'm going to have a job tomorrow. Jesus, I'm not sure I'm going to have food tomorrow. Look at the birds of the air. Really, Jesus? I mean, who in the world cares about that? And I think the truth is that probably the people in Jesus' audience felt the very same way when Jesus spoke these words. But Jesus says this. He says, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And see, the truth is, in this verse, Jesus is saying something that's really important. He's saying, listen, I'm not arguing for irresponsibility. He's saying, don't miss this. He's saying you actually have a tremendous advantage over all of nature because you can sow and you can reap. You have the potential to anticipate the future. You have the advantage of being able to think ahead. And in light of the fact that that you can prepare for tomorrow compared, compared to the birds of the air and the rest of nature that has no concept of tomorrow, God has given to you. He's given to you something he hasn't given to any other part of nature. You can prepare for tomorrow. And then he asks a question that begins to take us right to the heart of what worry is all about. He asks a brilliant question. He says, are you not much more valuable than they? See, that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. And again, he goes on in verse 27, and he says this, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to their life? Or who of you by worrying can add an hour to somebody else's life? And why do you worry about clothes, he says. See how the the flowers of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. You've heard this before, right? And yet I tell you, Jesus says, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed 
like one of these. Now, don't miss this. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, right? And now Jesus is going to take us right to the very heart of what worry is all about. Will he, right, talking about God, will he not much more clothe you? And see, here's what Jesus is getting at. He's saying, do you trust that God can and that God will take care of you? Because see, this is the issue of worry. He's saying, listen, if God has done what God has done for nature, and if you are more valuable than sparrows, if you are more valuable than the grass that only lasts a couple of months, if we are more valuable to God than blades of grass and flowers of the field and birds that come and go, if God really loves us and cares for us, right? if we are, as Jesus also says, made in the very image of our Heavenly Father, can we not trust that our Heavenly Father also has our futures in mind? And not only our future here, but also our future in eternity. See, don't miss this. This is Jesus telling us that our Heavenly Father is working even when we don't see Him working. In fact, the Scriptures are filled with these promises from our Heavenly Father to us in those moments that when, when we're overcome with worry. In Exodus, He tells us that He will fight for you and that you only need to stand still. In Isaiah, he reminds us, he says, I've picked you, I haven't dropped you, don't panic, I am with you. There is no need to fear, for I am your God. I will give you strength, I will help you. I will hold you steady and I will keep a firm grip on you. In Chronicles, we're even told that when we have no idea what to do, we simply keep our focus on our Heavenly Father because, see, worry tries to convince us today not to trust that our Heavenly Father will take care of our tomorrow. And so what happens is, for me, when I begin to worry, and when I start worrying about tomorrow, what I do is I, I reach out and I grab tomorrow's concerns. Right? You've heard this before. I reach out, I grab tomorrow's concerns that I can't do anything about, and I try to drag them into today, and I overload my emotions with, okay, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen? And Jesus tells us, He's saying, listen, your Heavenly Father's got this. You don't need to drag the concerns of tomorrow into today. Because your Heavenly Father will be what you need for Him to be today and tomorrow. So you do not need to worry. And listen to what Jesus says next. Listen to how he goes right to, to the heart of the issue of worry is all about, the issue of the future. He says, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For, Jesus says, the pagans, they run after all of these things. Now, it's really important that we understand that when Jesus uses the term pagan here, he's not saying this to be derogatory at all. He's simply saying um, everybody else. Right? He's saying what he's saying to us as his followers is he's saying, okay, quit acting like everybody else. Quit living like everybody else. In other words, people who have no concept of God as their heavenly father, people who don't understand that they really do have a heavenly father who loves them and who cares for them individually. Jesus says that's what everybody else does. They run after all these things. All these things that we try to reach out into tomorrow and then try to drag into today. Jesus says, your heavenly father, right? This is huge. 
Your Heavenly Father knows. He knows that you need them. And so let me ask you a question because this is so important. What if you were absolutely confident? Right? What if you were absolutely sure? What if you knew with complete certainty that your Heavenly Father knows? See, I think the truth is this is 90% of our struggle when it comes to the issue of worry because imagine that tonight as you're going to bed and you're thinking about tomorrow, you're thinking about the day after tomorrow and next week and your kids and your job and your bills and all of that. What if in that moment you heard your Heavenly Father whisper to you, What if you had complete certainty that God knew what you needed, knew what you were concerned about, knew your anxiety, knew your fear? And what if you heard your Heavenly Father in that moment whisper to you, I know. Wouldn't that be 90% of the battle? To know that not only does God know that I exist, not only does God know about my circumstances, but that he knows what I need. Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sin to take care of your greatest need and who rose from the dead to prove that he is who he claimed to be. Jesus said to this crowd on that day, just as he says to you today, I know you struggle with worry. That's why I'm telling you, your heavenly father, he knows. He knows what you fear. He knows the emotions that come with uncertainty. He knows. See, this is the tension of faith. This is why your faith is so incredibly important to Jesus. In fact, next weekend is Mother's Day. And we're going to have a special message next, next weekend for Mother's Day. And then after that, we're going to begin a brand new series together talking about why our faith is so important to Jesus and how we can actually join Jesus in what he is doing to grow our faith. And if you have always equated the idea of faith to belief, then you don't want to miss this series because we're going to explore a side of faith that perhaps is completely new and, and different for you. And see, what Jesus is about to say to us next, this is so incredibly important because this is where Jesus gives us his alternative to worry. And if you're following along in, in your own Bible right now, in a, in a physical Bible, then you might want to underline these two phrases or write some notes in the margins to help you remember this. And, and yes, it's okay for you to, to write in, my, in your Bible. I write in my Bible all the time. You can write in your Bible as well. Now, in the, the Greek language, which is what Matthew originally wrote all this in. The words that are translated as run after are the very same words that are translated as seek first. So these two phrases are interchangeable, which means that what Jesus is saying to us is this. See, the pagans, they seek after these things, and your heavenly Father already knows that you need them, so he wants you to seek after these other things. 
Or you could say it this way, for the pagans, they run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them, and so he wants you to run after something else completely. See, at the center of Jesus' teaching about worry is understanding that worry is all about chasing things that you can't ever get because they are a part of tomorrow. Worry is all about chasing things mentally, chasing things emotionally, seeking after, trying to control, trying to somehow worry something into reality. Jesus is showing us that that is what worry really is. And just as everyone else who has no confidence in God is seeking after and worrying about and being overwhelmed with the emotions of what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, Jesus says, I want to give you as my followers an alternative. Instead of running after, instead of seeking first all these things that you have almost no control over, Jesus says, I want you to seek after, I want you to run after your heavenly Father's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things. They will, in the future, they will be given to you as well. See, I think this is so powerful that, that if you're not a follower of Jesus and you struggle with worry and anxiety, I think this one thing is worth you considering Jesus. Because he's telling us that when you're tempted to borrow from tomorrow, you look for a way to join your heavenly Father in what he is doing today. Right In all those moments where we are tempted to borrow from tomorrow, what I can't control about tomorrow, in those moments, Jesus says, instead of doing that, I want you to look around and I want you to look for a way to join your heavenly Father in what he is doing today. And I want you to trust me with tomorrow. And see, if that wasn't enough, Jesus continues and he continues by showing us how to relabel our worries. So I want you to think about for a moment what it is that you worry about the most. I want you to think about the one or two things that, that you end up just worrying about all the time and then listen to what Jesus says next in verse 34. He says, Therefore, do not worry about. right? And you just go ahead and fill in that blank with whatever it is that, that you tend to worry about. Whatever it is that you worry about, you put into that blank and don't miss this. Because see, what Jesus is saying is, well, what you're really worrying about is tomorrow. Because you're not really worried about your bills. What you're worried about is tomorrow. You're not really worried about your job because you're really worried about tomorrow. Whatever it is that you have a tendency to reach out and try to grab and drag into today, Jesus says, let me help you to see what's really happening. You're really worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow might be food and clothing and shelter for one generation. Or it could be tuition, a job, and paying the bills and health for another. But Jesus says it's all tomorrow. So when you're tempted to worry and worry begins to bubble to the surface, Jesus says, I just want you to pause long enough to say, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm worrying about tomorrow. And my Heavenly Father has told me I don't need to worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow, he says, will worry about itself. And then to let us know that, he, that Jesus isn't telling us to you know, live in denial or something, Jesus ends by saying this. He says, each day has enough trouble of its own. So why in the world would we want to reach out and try to bring tomorrow's trouble into today? Jesus says today already has enough trouble of its own. And he says, I will be with you today for today's trouble. But when you are tempted to reach out and grab tomorrow's trouble, don't do it and don't worry because your heavenly Father is with you today and he will be waiting for you 
tomorrow. Now listen, I understand the pushback maybe that some of us feel when, when we hear this because we think to ourselves things like, okay, I'm not sure you know, that all that's going to work and, and maybe I'll try it for a couple days. I'll try to think about the things I worry about and exchange them with the word tomorrow. But, but if I'm honest, I'm not really sure that's going to work because see, if I'm honest, I'm not sure God's really going to come through for me because I've had some things in my life where I don't really feel like God has come through for me. So I'm not sure that God can be trusted in that way. And see, if that's what you're thinking right now, listen, I understand that completely, but, but just hear me say this. If you choose not to place your faith in your Heavenly Father, right? if you choose not to do what Jesus is asking us to do, then essentially what you're, you're doing is you're choosing to put your faith in worry. And so really, here's the question. Which one is more dependable, do you think? Worry or your Heavenly Father? I mean, think about it this way. What if my entire message to you today was simply this? I want you to trust in worry. From now on, trust and worry with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge worry, and worry will make your path straight. Do you know how you would respond if I were to say that to you? You would think to yourself, okay, that's crazy, right? I, I know that's not going to work because worry has never done anything for me. And so listen, if you're not sure about this, I understand that. But, but again, here's something that should encourage you. Jesus actually taught this all throughout his ministry. His disciples heard Jesus say this to, to them over and over and over again. And even so, at the very end of his life, when Jesus was just hours away from being arrested, he gathers his closest followers and he has to go back over with, this, with them again. Because his disciples, they struggled with worry. And think about this. They're in the presence of Jesus. And they're worried. And Jesus can see this. He, he knows their worry is consuming them. And so how does Jesus respond? Does he get angry with them? No. Instead, he leans into them and he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. And again, he goes right to the center of what causes us to worry. And he says, Trust in your heavenly Father. Trust also in me. Because that's the issue of worry. Do you trust your Heavenly Father or do you, tr or do you not? Do you trust Jesus or do you not? And then Jesus says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Jesus says, I do not give to you as the world gives because the world's peace is all about circumstances. And Jesus says, I'm not leaving you with that kind of peace. I'm not leaving you with the kind of peace where you have to know the future in order to have peace. I'm leaving you with a different kind of peace. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. And see, after saying that, Jesus was crucified and there was no peace. There was only uncertainty. And the disciples, they all ran away. They, they were so worried about their own future, like we said last week. They lied, they denied, and so they hide. And then Jesus rises from the dead and suddenly in a moment the, the whole idea right don't miss this the whole idea about not worrying about tomorrow it made perfect sense because if a person can predict their own death and their own resurrection and then accomplish it and that same person is the one who tells you that you don't need to worry about tomorrow you believe them 
And see, the disciples, along with the early followers of Jesus, after having seen and spoken to and, and eating with their resurrected Savior, suddenly this whole idea of trusting God with their future, it made perfect sense. And they were able to embrace Jesus' message of do not worry because your heavenly Father knows what you need. And he is with you today and he will be with you tomorrow, regardless of what tomorrow brings, which means that really, really we're left with only two options. Will we choose to trust or will we choose to worry? And so as we wrap this up today, because this is a huge topic, I want to give you three really simple, really specific applications because I realize that there is no way in the world a single message is going to instantly erase worry from your life. Because because as you know, just as I know, worry becomes a habit. But see, the most effective way to get rid of an unwanted habit is to replace it with a helpful one. And so I want to give you three things that have helped me personally in my battle with worry. The first one is this. You begin your day by declaring your trust in your Heavenly Father. For me, I start my day by simply, by simply reminding myself that Heavenly Father, I am dependent on you for today. And here's what I'm depending on you for. I'm depending on you for my provision. I'm depending on you for my protection. And I'm depending on you for the pardon of my sin. Heavenly Father, I trust that you know all about the meeting that I have today at 2 o'clock. And I'm trusting you with that. I'm trusting that, that you know all about the conversation that I'm going to be having today. I'm trusting that you're going to give me the right words to say, Heavenly Father, I am placing my trust in you for today and not in worry. That's how I begin my day. And see, I would tell you, if you want to get worry out of your life, it is absolutely critical that you do this at the very beginning of your day so that before worry starts talking, you start trusting. You get ahead of worry at the beginning of your day by pushing it out of the picture. The second is this. Develop this habit that Jesus shows us of relabeling the things that you worry about as being tomorrow. And that way, as soon as something pops into your mind, you remind yourself, okay, I'm just worrying about tomorrow. I need to do what I can do today, and I'm going to trust my Heavenly Father with tomorrow because He's promised to be there for me tomorrow. See, this is Jesus' invitation to all of us when it comes to dealing with our worry. And then the last one is this. When you begin to worry about tomorrow, you look for a way to join your Heavenly Father in what He is doing today. See, this is Jesus' command to all of us as His followers as it relates to worry. And this is a big deal, especially in our world right now. This is how, as followers of Jesus, we seek first our Heavenly Father's kingdom even in the midst of uncertainty. And here's how you can do that. When you begin to worry about something happening with you, I want you to stop and instead, I want you to pray for someone who's actually going through the very same thing you are. Right? If you don't already get our prayer list, I'll put a link in the chat box that you can click on so you can receive that list each week. But this is very practically how we, as the Apostle Paul said, capture every thought and make it obedient to Christ. This is what Jesus is teaching. That worry should in fact trigger kingdom concern in each of us. And here's Jesus' promise. You worry about my kingdom, Jesus says, and I will worry about yours. You seek first my kingdom, and I will take care of, and I will be there for you in yours. And I'll leave you with this. One of my favorite quotes about worry comes from a woman named Corrie ten Boom. I look at this quote every day in my office. She said this, 
Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Jesus came into our world so that you could know your Heavenly Father, so you do not need to worry because Jesus has made him known. And he is the God who is with you every day. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I know that outside of our walls and in our world, there are just worries, there are bills, there are unanswered prayers, there are pressures, um, there are marriage issues and family issues and kid issues. And, and Father, we feel those things out there just kind of waiting for us. And so I pray that every single one of us would be reminded today that you know all about these things, that you can be trusted with each of them, and that because you are our Heavenly Father, that you really do care for each of us, that you are with us as we face these worries. And so, Father, I pray that you give us the faith we need to depend on you in the moment and to realize that it is your hands that hold not only each one of us, but each of these worries as well. We pray all of this, Jesus, in your name. Amen.